Nothing you hear in this program constitutes investment advice. It is an expression of opinion only. This is Frisbees, Bulls and Bears. Talking money and markets, what's happening and why. We talk to the experts, the traders, the investors and the companies they're investing in. You're listening to Frisbees, Bulls and Bears with Dominic Frisbee. Hello and welcome to Frisbee's Bulls and Bears with me, Dominic Frisbee. A reminder that you can subscribe to the show by clicking on the subscribe via email button on the left-hand side of your screen. And then every time I upload a new show, you will get an an email in your inbox notifying you. Now, it's a company interview in today's program, and a very interesting company indeed. It's the day after Minds and Money, and I'm sitting with a gentleman who I met there yesterday. He is Kerry Pinkowski. He is the founder, the CEO, and director of Astor Gold. Now, Astor are operating in northern Spain, um, and it's a very exciting project indeed for a number of reasons. So, Kerry, um, I suppose the best place to start is, is with the story behind this company, how, how you got hold of, of, of the assets, and then we'll kind of talk about what they are and what you're going to do with them. Yeah, thanks. Our uh, focus the last three, four years has really been in uh, Western Europe, where typically permitting has been the challenge for the last 30, 40 years. Uh, latter part of 2009, during the debt crisis, this property came available uh, via Lundin Mining, and uh, we went after it. And uh, uh, it's a very simple story. It's 2 million ounces. It's one of the largest gold deposits in Western Europe. It is a, a, truly a permitting play. There was a rejected mine permit application uh, on the property back in 2004. And we've worked very, very hard on putting together uh, a very strong board and working with the community and let the community push for the opening of the mine. Okay. Um, before we discuss the permits, uh, let me quickly ask you a couple of questions. Uh, two million ounces, that's 43101 compliant, presumably. Um, at what grade? And uh, do you know what recovery rates are? And um, what kind of, yeah, just tell us about the two million ounces. Yeah, um, we've got two 43101s. One is uh, Scott Wilson Technical. Uh, we have just over 2 million ounces there. If you look at underground only, it probably drops to about 1.3 million ounces mineable. Uh, the average grade on the underground is running about 4.5 gram. However, it is open to depth, is open to the northwest corner, especially with the la- very last drill hole in 2005. hit 40 meters of 34 grams, and I've seen other drill intercepts of 60 meters of 10 and 90 meters of 5. Okay, very impressive stuff. And one of the things you said to me yesterday, why you like Europe, uh, just tell me why, I mean, obviously permitting is an issue in Europe, but uh, uh, royalties aren't an issue. Yeah, like one of the key things we've realized, and uh, um, I heard Thomas Kaplan speak back in September, and he loves investing in the United States and Europe. And the main thing is, as gold, it being a currency, these presidents in countries in South America and Africa are starting to kill the economics of projects. They may not expropriate, but they kill the economics. And I just look at deals like the uh, Kinross Ecuador deal or what Argentina's done or uh, the co- new corporate taxation code in, um, in Ghana the, the other day. Um, it's getting tougher and tougher to mine in these places. Where um, with Europe, um, we love it out here. It's easy to attract investors. The infrastructure's built out. There's a skilled labor force. Um, th- there's a 
the politicians understand the importance of jobs out here. And there's no royalty payments to the government once you start mining? No, there's uh, a good corporate tax rate, but no royalty to the, to the government. Okay, now let's um, address uh, the, uh, the issue of permitting, because once you've got the permits in place, uh, you've got something that's clearly mineable. The permit was turned down in 2004 by the Spanish authorities. Uh, then Spain was booming. Uh, now it's not. Um, so talk us forward why you think you'll be able to get the permitting through this time around. Yeah, we really um, studied what went wrong in 2004. And, um, you know, number one, you got to ask, ask yourself, is 2004 Spain different than 2012 Spain? And it's obvious. It was the strongest economic year in Spanish history in 2004. Uh, at that time, everybody wanted second and third homes. Um, the previous company wanted to pitch a 750-meter-wide open pit without talking to the community. And I don't know about you, I wouldn't be happy about a big hole in my backyard either. Okay, and it's, I mean, it's, in, it's not the most glorious place you've ever seen, but it is right on the coast, so you don't want a huge great hole there. Yeah, exactly. It's, it, it is on the coast, and the grade support in underground mine, it was ready to go in production at $400 gold, so you can only imagine at 1750 gold how profitable it'll be. But the high-grade nature of it works. You know, we completed a PA study with uh, Golder Associates um, on underground only, and it's uh, going to be very, very profitable. Okay, now, um, just coming back for a second to the permitting, you, you mentioned uh, at the very beginning you're working with the people. Uh, tell us what you're doing there. Yeah, like when I first started coming in there 18 months ago, our message um, to the community was, this mine is only going to happen if you guys push for it. There's only so much the community, or there's only so much the corporation can do. Uh, if you guys want the jobs, if you guys want the revenue, um, you guys are going to have to... Uh, let everybody know, let the government know that you guys want it. And they are. We have very, very strong support there. And uh, what is unemployment in the area? Youth unemployment is just over 50%. Uh, regular unemployment is probably around 24 25%. Uh, there's 3,900 people living in an area, call it 10 by 20 kilometers. Uh, we've received over 4,000 CVs. Uh, some days we get 50 CVs a day. Wow. And... Um, do you know, uh, let's say you built an operating mine there, you'd be employing, what, three, four, five hundred people, plus all the spin-offs around it? It'll be 250 direct, plus 250 indirect. During, call it a year and a half construction phase, uh, total, or total employment from us will create 850 jobs. Very good. Now, um, you've got an impressive board. Uh, why don't you talk us through that? Yeah, I, I mean, I think a lot of juniors, they state they have a good board, but we went out of our way to really create uh, probably one of the best boards there on uh, on the TSX. Uh, Sean Rusin joined our board a year and a half ago. Um, I think it's with, uh, with Sean. He uh, just opened up the largest gold mine in Canada. Uh, it's a 4 or $5 billion company. He showed me in 2005 a map of 250 homes on top of a one-gram gold deposit, and I was a naysayer on his project. I told him I was going to start buying up those little homes instead of his share price. So his stock went from $0.20 cents to $30, $30 a share post-split, and um, he pulled it off. And That company, by the way, is a Cisco, for those of you that don't know Sean. Yeah, and um, uh, anyways, I was very impressed with what he did. He came over to Spain. He just said, Kerry, this is completely doable. 
Um, he used to go door to door knocking, and I've pretty well done the same thing. It's it's taking modern Canadian social ISIS techniques over to Spain, and it's worked. I've probably spoken to two thousand people in the community. I've been on television, radio, town hall meetings, and many door to door meetings. I met uh, Sean last night. He's a, he's an impressive guy. Now, uh, and I wouldn't mess with him. <laughs> so, who who else have you got on your board? Uh, we also have uh, Josh Crum. Josh was the um, uh, senior metal strategist at Goldman Sachs the last couple of years. He was the guy who made the very bearish calls on copper and bullish calls a year and a half ago. And um, he's working quite closely with me. We also have John Reynolds. Is he bullish or bearish at the moment? He's bullish. Bullish on copper. Okay. Uh, John Reynolds was head of uh, or minister of environment in British Columbia when they approved a number of mines. He's been over there. Uh, Emilio Hormesh, he built Tassius and Mauritania. So we've got the uh, mine build team, the old Rio Narcia mine build team, uh, working on the project. So it's not a group of Canadians in Spain trying to build something out. Okay. Now, um, what stage are you at with the permitting? I mean, how many permits do you need to go forward, and what stage are you at with those? With those? I mean, Osisco needed 550 permits. We're probably going to require 55 permits. Uh, we submitted our complete mine application last September. Typically, it takes, call it, 8 to 12 months to have everything approved, inclu- including an uh, environmental impact assessment. We submitted our first uh, document in July on the environmental. Uh, I believe we're going to be receiving some comments back here shortly. And it could happen in stages. And I, I believe you could see the, the first round of approvals at any time. Okay, and um, what resistance are you meeting locally? I mean, there's always some local resistance to a mine. Um, so what resistance are you meeting, and how are you uh, going to try and change these people's minds? Yeah. No, no. Of, of course there's resistance. You're never going to get 100% with any kind of industrial project. But the, the people understand, the government officials understand, the people understand that the only way out is new industry. And I'd say the core group that's against it is about 12 people. Um, You know, we ran a survey a year ago. We're hitting about 75%. 92% of people are concerned about youth emigration. Um, If we ran a survey now, and I do want to do a new survey, we're probably about 80 to 85%. But the core group of 12 people, we're not going to change their minds. Do they have influence? I don't believe so. I mean, jobs are important. Jobs are very important. Just kind of going up a few notches from the local level to the kind of political level, what do they think up top of of mining? Sure. I I mean, what's important is we've got strong local, local support. But there were some key elections last May where there was a socialist government that was running um, for the last 13 years, and their mandate was uh, uh, go green, uh, environmental, um, build windmills everywhere, and the state's very heavily in, in debt right now. But the new gr- government was um, voted in uh, pro-jobs, pro-business, pro-industry, and um, we're working very closely with this um, with this new group. Okay, here's a, something to, for listeners to ponder over. What is a bigger eyesore on the landscape, a field full of windmills or, a, or an open pit mine? <laughs> 
Uh, I, I know what you're going to say, Kerry. Um, but this is, I say open pit mine, this isn't actually going to be an open pit mine. It's going to be an underground job eventually, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be an underground mine where nobody's going to hear it or see it. What about pollution and, and, uh, and other forms apart from aesthetic damage to the environment? Yeah, it, it'll have zero impact. It, it, there'll be nothing that goes back into the environment. Okay, very good. Um, now let's talk about the, the structure of the company, how many shares outstanding, what your year high, your year low is, in what has been a pretty miserable year for um, mid-cap and junior gold mining companies. Your share price has held up comparatively well. It seems to have a floor at about the $1.50 mark. But anyway, just talk us through the, 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 those aspects of the company. Sure. I understand it's been a, a tough year for most investors, but... Um uh, I think we've held up uh, quite well. We were at a 52-week high just a couple months ago. Uh, we're probably up uh, 40% year-to-date. And it's all about rewarding shareholders. I, I feel too many CEOs are not concerned about the shareholders. Um, a CEO might put a mine into operation, but their share price might be flat over five years. And I think that's incorrect. I think in this gold bull market, um, people can make a lot of money by doing things right and diluting at the right time. The year low was um, uh, $1. Year high was 232. We're trading at 170. We have 34.5 million shares outstanding. Fully diluted is uh, 37.5, 37.2. We have absolutely no warrants outstanding on the company. And uh, cash? Uh, cash, we're at 1.5 million. Uh, we're very, very tight with the money. Uh, we Our burn is only 150000 a month. Uh, we've had many financing offers, and I've said no nonstop to them. Um, when are you going to have to raise some more money soon? Yeah, we'll look to raise some money this uh, this winter. Okay. And uh, your market cap's uh, $50 million, you said? Uh, uh, 60. $60 million, and you've got 2 million ounces of the ground, so um, you can do your own sums there. Um, so what are you actually doing at the moment apart from permitting? Are you doing a lot of groundwork as well, or do you need to wait for permitting before you can go ahead and do that? For groundwork, not, no, we can do some groundwork right now. Like our environmental uh, impact baseline studies have been started last fall. Um, you know, we've got 64,000 meters of drilling in the core shack. Uh, we're going to be running some fresh uh, metallurgical tests, um, surveying work, uh, engineering, technical. There's a lot of work behind the scenes, and including our s- community and social license efforts. Now, you are a money man. You're not a mining man. Tell us quickly about your background. My background, I worked at Canaccord uh, for 14, 15 years. Uh, had a great run there. My first mining company that I, I founded was uh, Entree Gold. I secured all the land around Oyutogoy. That's currently the largest copper gold mine development project in the world. It's an $8 billion capex. Kerry, I think we've kind of covered everything. I have to say, uh, at this stage, I'm not a shareholder, but uh, I might well become one. Um, when you do your fundraisings, by the way, do you issue warrants or do you try and not issue warrants if you can? Uh, preferably no warrants. Okay, which is why there are no warrants outstanding yeah. now. Okay. Yeah. That's good because warrants can limit the upside of a company, particularly one that's um, uh, a smaller company. Um, why don't you give us, uh, I always like to say this at the end of an interview, give us some blue sky. Tell us why we should buy Astor Gold ahead of every, any other um, gold company in your category. Yeah, uh, with Salave, I mean, we're very, very excited about Salave. We feel it could be a 125,000 ounce a year producer. We can uh, start, start mining really in 2014. But there's a much bigger picture here. And there's a number of gold assets in Western Europe 
and with our whole theory that things are going to get easier in Western Europe, not more difficult on the permitting side. And um, watch us. I think we're going to be coming up with some um, some news uh, regarding additional acquisitions. Uh, there's a real op- opportunity to be a consolidator, similar to a B2 Gold or a number of these other companies that have consolidated assets in Latin America or South America. And that's our focus. We're not stopping at Salave. Okay, well, very impressive stuff. Uh, the website, Kerry, is? Uh, www.astrogold.com. Astrogold.com. The ticker symbol is AST. It trades on the Venture Exchange in Canada, in Toronto. And uh, the boss is Kerry Pinkowski. Thank you very much for coming on the show. And come, and come on again in a year or so and then tell us how, 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 how well you're doing. Yeah, fantastic. And thank you. Frisbee's Bulls and Bears is presented and produced by Dominic Frisbee. To discuss the markets and have your say, why not visit our forum at globaledgeinvestors.com. That's globaledgeinvestors.com. To join our mailing list so you can be updated as soon as a new show is posted, please email info at dominicfrisbee.net or simply subscribe through iTunes. 